This is Leslie. And this is Liam. And we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode, myself and Liam will casually break down a wealth topic and occasionally we'll invite a friend to do so with us. And today, I couldn't be more excited to have Danielle Peterson with us. She is the founder of Be Unbrokeable. That's right. We're not getting broke out here. We are making that money. The Unbrokeable <laughs> is a platform that educates and empowers millennials to take control of their finances and just achieve financial freedom for building generational wealth. She's a first-generation college graduate, and she's been sharing her story and the strategies that she used to get from zero to 100K in net worth at age 26. Wow, goals. Now you guys see why we brought her on the show. Um, her goal is to make financial literacy more accessible for those ready to build financially secure and fulfilling lives. So, so, so excited to have her here. Yes, I am thrilled. Danielle, we wanted to ask you, you know, our podcast is focused on planting the seed to help trade money stress for real happiness. So share with us, what does happiness mean to you? How are you using finances to get there? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. My name is Danielle and it's so nice to meet all of you guys listening right now. Um, for me, happiness, this is a tough one. I think it means being content with the way things are and you don't want anything to change. Mm. And the way that I use money to create that sort of happiness, I, th I think it comes back down to the fact that money has been somewhat stressful in, in my upbringing and in my life. So I want to use money in a way to kind of remove all that stress and to build a life that I actually am enjoying living um, and building a life that I don't want to change. And I'm excited and happy to be living. That was like fulfilling. <laughs> I feel full now. I like that. But Danielle, we're, we're really glad you're here. Today, we have a really interesting topic. Um, we had a write-in from one of our listeners, came in through an Instagram DM. So thank you for that. Um, and this topic is the listener wanted to know, how can I ad address and negotiate a pay raise? Hmm. So that's a pretty broad topic, but I think it's very relevant for a lot of our listeners. Um, so Danielle, where, where, what are your initial thoughts? Where does your head go when you initially think about this topic of addressing and negotiating a pay raise? Yeah. <laughs> So when I started working, you know, I think this is the case for a lot of young people. Um, I did not negotiate. <laughs> My negotiation went as far as, um, is, is there more money that can we can talk about? And of course they said no. And I was like, cool, cool, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> um, and I just don't think we have like the tools and really the experience yet to do that. Um, but know that negotiation is a huge part of um, having a successful career. And it's not icky. It's not um, something that you should be scared of doing. It's something that's really part of the job process um, and you're expected to negotiate. So feel empowered in doing that. Um, so for me, when I found out that, well, my first job, I, I didn't negotiate. And the only way that I really found out that, well, I wanted to negotiate was the fact that I was talking to my coworkers and found out that I, was the lowest paid employee on um, my team. And I wouldn't have known that unless I had this camaraderie with my coworkers and we actually talked about our finances. Um, so that's something that I like ever since then have been advocating a lot for my friends and 
just for anybody that I talked to, I wouldn't have known unless we talked about it. And then that's kind of planted the seed in my head to, you know, figure out ways that I can actually get to that level that they're at. Um, and I was like, looking back at all the work that I had done over the past like year that I was there. And I was like, I'm doing the same work as these people. <laughs> um, and it's acknowledging that that's, that I was actually doing the same work that motivated me to then like ask for that raise um, from my supervisor. Yeah, and, and Danielle, if, if you're comfortable, can you share what the process was of asking for a raise from, from Startan, right? So I, I think one was the identification, right? Where you looked side to side, you realized I might be underpaid. I'm doing just as well, if not better than the people to the left and right of me in the same role and getting paid less, right? So, so you realize that, then what's that next step that you took to have that conversation with your supervisor? Yeah, so yeah. the is setting up that meeting, you know, talking, sending an email saying, um, I would, well, I really depends on how comfortable you are with this, but the way that <laughs> I was saying that, hey, do you have some time to talk? I have um, some, uh, some, I'm not really, well, I don't remember what I said, but I was just like, I just have something to talk to you about um, regarding my compensation. Um, do you have some time on maybe a Thursday when things are more relaxed, you know, yeah. um, or a Friday to, to talk about these things. And so made sure that I had some time on the calendar um, with my supervisor. And then the next thing that I did, which is what you need to do is to look back on all the work that you've done um, and come prepared, you know, um, to say like, this is how I've contributed to this team. This is why I deserve this raise. And this is the amount that I <laughs> am asking for and the reasons why. Sure. Yeah. I, I love so many things about what you just shared, Danielle, but I think one of the most one of the realest ones to me is that idea that you could be in a role and until you get to that point of like camaraderie with your, um, you know, fellow colleagues, you might have no clue as to what the pay scale is. You may have no clue as to where you kind of fall within that pay scale. What are the reasons behind it? And so I love that you highlighted that because in a way, that's the way that most people start to think about negotiation. It's not when you first get at a job or when you first start working, it's you have a conversation with a coworker and like all of a sudden your blood is boiling and you're like, what? I've been here for a year, you know, and you're in your situation. Yeah. So um, I think it's, it's so, so, so important to have that mindset front and center. And the other thing that I have to address here, which like, you know, on our show where we keep it real, right? It's, it's not like every person has the same affinity for negotiation or the same affinity for asking for things. Speaking for myself only as a black woman, there are so many things I've been conditioned to do just because my parents raised me in a way, which I understand, but they raised me in a way to kind of just accept what is around me and do the best with what I have. And that value system is really incredible in so many areas of my life. But then when you get into a work environment and your mentality is, or in this case, mine was, okay, I'm going to keep my head down and do really good work. And then my work will be recognized. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. 
actually, no, that, that's not, you're playing the wrong game. <laughs> like, yes, do the work. Like you have, doing the work is, is not, that's a non-negotiable. But what's also non-negotiable is getting to understand and start feeling comfortable with negotiation skills. And depending on where you start, again, where I started as a black woman coming from a first generation American background, I was starting, you know, pretty much at ground zero. <laughs> Maybe like in the negatives when it comes to asking for things. So I have to acknowledge that as well. But I do know that when you when you talk about kind of career growth, so much of where you can go and that earning potential starts with what you're being paid. It purely by like most employers saying, oh, we'll give you a percentage raise. Most raises come in percentages. And so if you're already starting off kind of lower than your peers or lower than, you know, whatever you're benchmarking against, you're really setting yourself up for failure because if you're getting a 10% raise and a 10% raise and a 10% raise every year, because you started off lower, you might actually still be behind your peers. So I love this topic. I'm so glad we're diving into it. And Liam, I got to no, I mean, you are one of the best salesmen I know. I would I would <laughs> venture out to say that you are a, a very intelligent negotiator. What would be some negotiation skills that someone like me maybe two years ago would need to start working on to feel comfortable, like voicing what I'd like or voicing something about potentially getting paid more? Yeah, I, I think the skill that you need to really flex is your confidence. Mm. And by, by showing confidence, the, the way you can do that is to come in with a proposal. So you need to be prepared for that meeting mm -hmm. and to expedite the process as best you can. You should be proposing something in that meeting. It's not so much, hey, I think I've performed pretty well. Don't you think? What do you think? Right? I, I think you should come in with a plan of, hey, I think I, I am warranted for a 10% raise because of X, Y, and Z, here's my performance. Here's how I've tracked against my peers and my personal goals and the company's goals they've set for me. This is why I think I'm warranted for a 10% raise. I'm proposing that I get this 10% raise effective next quarter or next paycheck, whatever your proposal is. Um, Cause that way the recipient, your supervisor, your manager, whoever it is, they're seeing this and they don't have work on their plate, right? They just kind of give the thumbs up or thumbs down or they might negotiate, right? So if you want a 10% raise, they might negotiate you and you end up getting 8%, whatever it is, but you get close to what you want because you came in there with a proposal and with a plan of, okay, here's my presentation I put together and I'm gonna show you X, Y, and Z that I did, which warrants this raise. And that's why I'm deserving. That's how I feel. I'd be curious to understand how you feel, right? So I think that's how you need to approach these meetings. Danielle, correct me if you disagree because um, I'd be curious to hear maybe how you approached it if that wasn't the case. But I understand also a lot of the payment structures at companies from a salary appointment perspective, they're set with that in mind, right? Mm -hmm. They understand, okay, it's common that people ask for, raise, for a raise when they're in role for a few months or however long it takes them to get ramped up. So, okay, let's set the salary at this amount, assuming that the person could probably make this amount after they perform, right? So understand that it's also not out of the ordinary. I'm sure a lot of your peers and your coworkers have already asked for raises. They might just not be advertising that because it's not typically something that you share with your entire company. Hey, everybody, I'm gonna go ask for a raise, <laughs> um, right? 
So, yeah. so those are my thoughts. And I, I think just being confident and coming in with a, pur a purpose, being intentional with a proposal is how you can really deliver the most effective presentation to then warrant that raise. Yeah, I like that approach. Oh, Danielle, no, I'd love to hear from you and in response to that. And also, I guess your thoughts on, you know, is timing something that people should be concerned about? You know, if you're in a role for a certain amount of time, is there a strategy behind that? Um, would love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Yeah. So first on Liam's point, you know, that's exactly the right thing to do. You need to come prepared to the meeting. Um, and Leslie, to your point about, you know, being first gen, being a woman of color, it is very different for us. Um, I, you, you might feel this fear, like when you're going into that negotiation, but you know, the emotional versus the mental are different things. And sometimes you just need to push through the fear and, you know, just do it and try to shut it off. And then, you know, what you want and you have your plan, just ask for it, you know? The worst thing you'll get is a no and if you do get a no maybe it's time to move on which is something i do want to talk about afterwards um what was your question <laughs> <laughs> it's so many good nuggets and the crazy part is as you know this podcast is short digestible and really just focused on planting the seed we're getting to that point now where we kind of want to give our listeners just one actionable takeaway what should someone do when they are listening to this show, they, they're at the show pauses and they're like, okay, what do I do now? Um, so Danielle, that's quite a wide open, uh, I guess, goal for you. One action, whether it's around timeline or like you said, around looking for something else, what would you advise someone who is kind of stuck um, maybe emotionally and mentally in this situation? I'd say research is your best friend. So there are so many ways to find out whether you're in the right salary range online. Um, there's a lot of calculators out there and things where you can find um, and compare to your peers. But in my own life, the thing that's been the most useful for me has always been speaking and doing research with you know my coworkers and actually understanding where we are um, in our salary ranges and just being transparent about our, our numbers and our stories because that's the only way that I would have found out. And that's also the only way that it's motivated my coworkers to also, um, you know, ask for more or even move on to another company when they know that they, the band is just, you know, there's just better out there. Yeah, yeah. Liam, what would you say, any actionable takeaways to help these little seedlings become plants? <laughs> Yeah, I think that preparation piece, right? Because you want to be as confident, purposeful, and intentional going into that meeting. And you're really only going to be as good as that meeting, right? So nothing to freak out about. If you're going into the meeting, there's a reason you're doing it. You likely have performed well. You likely believe in yourself. And those are the steps that really are the difficult part. So once you're going into that meeting, I imagine you're in a good headspace. Just make sure that you're intentional and purposeful and you can come in with a proposal that is well supported, right? And that's where you're gonna get the best chance, I think, of, of negotiating that raise. And um, ultimately, I, I hope you're in a role where your superior, your leader that you're likely pitching to is in a spot where they want you to succeed, right? Isn't that the goal of somebody in a leadership role to coach those folks to get to where their potential might be optimized best? Um, so, so don't think that they're against you, right? <laughs> a lot of times they're on your side and they're kind of waiting for you to ask. Yeah, definitely. 
The only thing I think I can add to that is just to know that there are multiple levers that you can negotiate with. So we've primarily talked about negotiating for a salary increase, but there are many other things, especially if you work for a public tra publicly traded company to ask for additional stock, to ask for additional bonuses, potentially in this work from home era, if you want to ask for, you know, working remote indefinitely or changing your location, um, changes to your benefits. I mean, when you think about what's the entirety of a compensation package, there's a lot that goes in there. Of course, that base salary is a really, really big part of it. But I would say go in there and knowing a couple different levers and potentially have a plan A proposal like Liam and Danielle mentioned, and then also a plan B. You know, if your manager or supervisor is looking to come and meet you in the middle, where would that middle be? But team, I'm so sad to wrap up this topic for now. Clearly, we need to have Danielle back on this show, but I do hey. want to take a moment to celebrate another one of our real listeners for a real growth moment. Um, this one is yeah. from Anne. Uh, she is in Chicago and she listened to an episode recommending I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Um, fun fact, Ooh. Liam loaned me this book uh, two years ago and helped to really, really evolve seeds to what it is today. So yes, highly recommend that great book. book. Great book. Great book great to start. Book. Oh yeah. Great start. Or anytime, honestly. <laughs> Probably going to reread it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but after reading it, she moved money in her checking account to an index fund and an investment account. She said she doesn't plan to spend the money long-term, but she just wanted to see a compounding interest. Um, and so many wonderful things from what you just said. Most importantly, the education part, keep learning, keep going. We are here at Seed supporting you. Yes, love bringing up these stories. Um, and really glad to hear it. I will teach you to be rich was what I would say started, I guess the inception of my personal finance journey. I read that book and got very excited. And that's honestly what derived all my interest. Um, but we love hearing these stories and please continue to bring them. We're really grateful to all of you listeners for joining. We'd love to hear about your challenges and your growth moments. Yes, this podcast is great because of you. We really want to hear from you. So DM us on Instagram or Twitter. And if you don't follow us already, you can find our handle in the podcast description. Yeah, we're all collectively pursuing happiness. So let us help you achieve your goals. Please help us achieve ours and we'll all celebrate when we do. We can't wait to hear from all of you. And lastly, where would we be without Danielle? I'm feeling very empowered today, very much so in control of my finances and my career. Uh, Danielle, we always love hanging with you. Where can listeners follow up with you, follow you, just in general engage and get more of your incredible tips? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at the unbrokable. Uh, my email is also the unbrokable one. And that's the digit one at gmail.com. Uh, my DMs are open. Please send me a message if you have any questions. Um, I'd love to, to chat with you. Thanks so much, Danielle. Awesome. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. We're signing off for now. Crush the week. Yeah.